Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. Just like you, I'm an independent retail business owner. I love the home decor and gift boutique I co-own with my sister, but I don't want it to consume me or my life. Join me each week as I share lessons learned, helpful tips, and valuable information for your retail business and life. Whether you're buying your products or making your products, whether you're a 25K business or a $2.5 million business, I'm on a mission to help indie retailers work less, profit more, and grow. Let's get started on today's episode. Welcome to episode 168 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. Why is competition good in retail? I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. Competition in retail causes panic, a sense of not being enough. It causes tension, anxiety, annoyance, fear. Oh, lots and lots of fear. And do you feel yourself tensing up when you think about this particular subject or when you think about a particular local competitor who does this and causes you to think this way. I know it. I see it. I hear about it from some of you and I experience emotion around competition sometimes too. We're human, right? More on that in a minute where I'll share a little bit about my own experience with this. Now, I won't go down the rabbit hole of ex-boutique who's stealing ideas from Y-boutique, and I won't go down that rabbit hole even though I want to. I also won't go on a rant about how I think this industry has passed on a lot of programmed and antiquated thinking to current and future generations of indie retailers. That's another podcast episode, although I feel like I'm going to start to dip into this subject in episode 169 as well. Anyhow, I realized that I haven't recorded a podcast episode on the topic of just competition alone. I recently watched the Full Swing series on Netflix with my husband, and whether you're a golfer or not, there was a really good business lesson in watching this series. And I recently joked with Master Shopkeepers that I'm seeing business lessons in everything lately. I even have a podcast episode coming up where I'll share a business lesson or something that we can apply that also connects to Logan, my bonus son, and sports. And then I did the podcast episode on Luis, the Uber driver. It's just interesting to see what my brain is doing and how it's connecting all of these lessons to business, but I also kind of love it. Anyhow, I think each episode in the Netflix series that I watched, they followed two of the top 100 golfers in the world. And throughout the series, they intertwine the story of the PGA That's the long-standing American Golf League and organization that has really dominated golf for decades. Versus LIV, that's L-I-V, an international golf association that recently emerged and started recruiting PGA players. I think that started happening over a year ago. Even if you know nothing about golf, and even if I'm not getting all of the details correct or perfect around the PGA and live in this story, most likely you've heard about the PGA, and that's the Professional Golfers Association of America. I'm pretty sure in the research that I did found that it was established in 1929, so it's been around for a long time. 
Live Golf, however, was established in 2021. By the way, LIV isn't an acronym. LIV refers to the Roman numeral for 54, the number 54. And why the number 54 has significance is because it's the score if every hole on a par 72 course were birdied. And it's also the number of holes to be played at LIV events. So the number 54 has meaning. This episode is brought to you by the Savvy Shopkeeper Quiz. As a shopkeeper myself, I've learned that there are action steps we can take during specific stages on our retail journeys that help us create efficiency and improve profitability so we can grow. But first it helps to know which stage you're in so I can help you determine what to focus on. Sign up for my newsletter and take the quiz to find out which shopkeeper stage you're in. You'll get a helpful Savvy Shopkeeper roadmap with a list of helpful podcast episodes and two free resources for where you currently are in your journey. If you want to take the quiz, visit SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash quiz. I'm not here to take sides between the PGA and live. But trust me, plenty of people who are in or follow golf have chosen a side, including my husband and all of his golf buddies. But that's not the point of this episode. So let me continue with the point. Live has quickly taken off since 2021. They have been able to recruit some top names in golf, including a few of the players that were featured in the Netflix series that I watched with my husband. Before they were recruited, the PGA announced that they would cut all ties with any player who accepted a Live offer. Now, there might be other organizations that have competed with the PGA over the years. I'm not really sure. But there hasn't been any other organization, at least that I know of, that has rocked the boat quite like Liv has over the past couple years. So you might be wondering where I'm going with this. The last episode in the Netflix series, I think it was episode number 10, it highlighted to me why competition is good. It brought the PGA out of complacency, and I'll share how in a couple minutes. It made the PGA stronger. From what I saw in the Netflix series, the sense of loyalty and the PGA bond, it actually got stronger. It's more stronger than ever. Even after losing some big names, some of the big name golfers, to live. It also made the PGA think creatively. They're innovating. So, for example, the PGA is now modernizing golf with new technology. And it looks like they're developing an indoor league, and they're doing that in partnership with some of the big-named PGA players. The PGA could have chosen to sit back and keep doing what they've been doing since 1929. They could have chosen to turn a blind eye to what was happening or should I say who was happening, they also could have chosen to dig their heels in the sand and not change or innovate. However, they went all in on themselves. They set boundaries and they started thinking creatively. I think this is another important lesson from all of this. Whether competition is bad or good, it's not determined by the business swooping into your neighborhood or into your online niche. It's not determined by your circumstances. 
It's determined by your thinking. And I'm going to repeat this for you multitaskers. If you get one thing out of this episode, it's this. Whether competition is bad or good is not determined by the business that swooped into your neighborhood or into your online niche. It's also not determined by your circumstances. It's actually determined by your thinking. You get to decide this. You get to decide whether you sink, aka competition is bad, or whether you swim, competition is good. Yes, your mind has that much control. You can see from the title of this episode, I personally don't want to think that competition is bad, nor do I want to advocate for the antiquated practice of calling retail neighbors to tell them what they can and cannot carry in their stores. I know this probably isn't going to go over well with some of you, but I have to say it. Someone else's business is none of your business. If any retail store owner were to call me to tell me what I can and can't carry or what I can and can't do in my own store, it would be a problem. And I'm not saying we shouldn't pay attention. Yes, of course we can. Of course we can pay attention to what our business neighbors are doing, what our competitors are doing. But getting into someone else's business like that, that's a very odd practice to me. And that's one of the antiquated things that I think have been passed on to indie retailers. This episode is brought to you by my free resource, 100 plus social media ideas and prompts for retail store owners. It's easy to get into a rut with social media marketing and not know what to post about. Get this 21-page downloadable resource filled with a list of long ideas so you can be inspired to post and market your brick-and-mortar store. Visit SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash 100 ideas. That's the number 100 and the word ideas all together. SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash 100 ideas and sign up for my newsletter to get the list. Anyhow, my point is... (laughs) You can see me going off on a tangent here. My point is the PGA chose to go all in on themselves. They chose to go all in on the reputation that they've built and their brand, and in particular, their golfers. The PGA chose to think creatively instead of crumble and lose. The PGA chose to think that they can win at this game. So before I wrap this up, if you think my mindset around competition isn't something I personally have to work on, you're mistaken. I'm human too. I'm not invincible to feelings of despair, particularly in business. Luckily, I haven't really experienced this with my own store. However, I recently spotted a couple online businesses that are really similar to Savvy Shopkeeper. Some of the copy on their websites hits close to home, too, if you know what I mean. I could easily let this bring me down. I could easily start to think and feel all the things I mentioned at the beginning of this episode. Panic, a sense of not being enough, tension, anxiety, annoyance, and fear. But I'm choosing not to do that. Instead, I'm doing what the PGA did. I doubled down on me. And I mean that literally. I just invested in myself and in Savvy Shopkeeper more than I ever have. Because I'm choosing to believe that I, 
emphasis on I, have the brain power to help and give value to independent retailers like no one else can. So bring it on, folks, is what I'm thinking, because I'm ready. If competition is at your doorstep, are you ready to? That's the question. Are you ready to believe that competition is good or competition is bad? If you want to see the show notes to this episode or find links to anything I mentioned, visit my blog at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 168. Until the next episode, be savvy and boss up.